Hello and welcome back to podcast calls. Why not, guys? I am your main host, like the main one, Abhijit Kulkarni, and I'm joined by you know a recurring member. Like he's not that important. <laughs> Hi everyone. I am kidding. He is the main guy. Yeah. Go on. Even Abhijit. So I, I think we are the equals. Yeah. There is not sure. any comparison. I mean, yeah. There is no comparison between us. Right, right. But and, no. Uh, but I'm the better one that everyone knows, so it's okay. But there should be no yeah, comparison. Sure. Yeah. We'll we'll let them decide. We'll let them decide. Okay. Anyway, uh, we we should get serious now. So, the topic that we are going to discuss today is is online education better or worse than traditional education? Not exactly better or worse, but um, how does it compare? And is it the future of education in general? So I would like Chaitanya to start off what we are going to talk about first. So that's what it is, right? In the COVID situation that we are facing, we are stuck at home. Yep. And yeah, the new normal seems a bit different than what we did uh, the previous years. So yeah. it is going to affect the education sector as well. Now, is that effect going to be good or is it going to be bad for the education in general? That is what is the topic for today. Okay. So there are two aspects to this, right? One is like online education till like before COVID that we have known. And online education now, where even schools and colleges are are giving like online education on video lectures. Exactly. These two are different things. Yeah. Okay. So why now? Why uh, the online education is not new? It is not something that people invented in this lockdown. It has been there oh. for years. It has been there for all kinds of education that you want to get. Like you can learn cooking online. You can learn almost anything. You can learn programming. You can learn. Mechanical stuff and everything, but why now? Yeah. Why do we think today that online education will go in a boom? Like people will go, people will pre- try to prefer online education over traditional education. True. So that is one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves, and it can be the future, like with the current situation. And if you see online yeah. education is actually quite good you can sit at home you can study on your own flexible deadlines and uh, you can just yeah yeah, exactly so whenever you want to study let's say i want i can do my study best in the night for all the night sleepers out there night owls out there so i can i can study in the night instead of going to a school and doing something like going there and then studying i can just study at night Mm. Okay. And I can do my so other chores during the morning. Yeah, true. That is possible. You can, um, you know, revise your concepts anytime you want. Um, you are provided with very good, like, um, tools. Like, you know, uh, some online education sites, they give, like, very good animations uh, when you watch them uh, in order to help you better understand. Exactly. And there are, like, um, hands-on sessions where, you know, uh, especially for uh, coding and stuff like that, you have online compilers where you can enter your code and and then it is tested right so those tools are there which makes it quite like traditional education itself um so those are exactly but it it cannot match traditional education if you think about it because in the traditional education it's not the 
education that is the main focus it is the socializing aspect yeah. and communicating with your yeah. peers as well as communicating with your seniors and also communicating with your teachers it's very important like yep agreed a new trend can be yeah. there where instead of work from home it will be learn from home yeah but true. the question is how long is it going to last true see i feel like if you are comparing the online education pre covid 19 where you used to like learn from sites like udemy which like i know you don't like but then <laughs> other sites like coursera and stuff like that and you used to learn from that but then um, now as we are seeing like uh, teaching on these zoom calls and stuff it is a lot like traditional education because the time aspect is there like the teacher will only be available at this time right, right. Uh, when you have your peers and then um, the one of the main things that online education like pre like the normal online education where you are not interacting with a teacher directly um, that used to cause like a lot of procrastination like it is known to cause procrastination among people and um, this does not mean that i'm calling anyone out for being lazy or anything because i myself everyone goes through procrastination like even the best of us definitely uh, yes they just know how to deal with it better and it is not like i was reading uh, when i was researching for this topic i was reading a, a bit of stuff related to psychology like why people procrastinate and i feel um, like it was very clear that it is more like there are a lot of factors that go into it uh like for example uh, the fear of failure you know right uh, where you're afraid that if you actually go through it like you might fail so you just try to put it off um or there's stuff like um you don't want to actually face it so quickly like you want to you know like you know it is inevitable but you just want to delay it a bit correct or um there are a lot of aspects like it doesn't it, uh, you are lazy or you are not you know hard working procrastination is just something that we all go through and some sometimes it's, it's want, built you know, it's built right into our brains we cannot take it out yeah yeah true recently i and did a I, course i did a course on coursera it's quite uh it's quite nice it it's called yeah. learning how to learn so it was learning all about sorry a learning how to learn i yes. i didn't hear the name of the course okay so the course what it focuses on is how you can concentrate and how you can plan your things that you want to learn if something is you find something difficult how not to procrastinate while doing that and how to set guidelines timelines for you to complete a certain education or certain things that you want to study in a certain time that was course yeah. was, was all about if you want to like watch it you can go on coursera and look for it i've um, like our uh, company also like prescribed us a similar thing um, where like um they bought us a course which was like a few hours and uh, they forced us to complete it and it was quite good like um I, a lot of people just skipped the videos you know and they just kept playing in the background but right. i actually paid some attention to it and um, there, there was a lot of interesting things uh, given in that course um a few things were like um every person has a limited amount of uh, motivation inside him to do productive things in a day right right like you can by practice and by discipline you can improve that you can increase that amount but no one can be uh, productive the entire day no one can be like no matter who you are and, exactly um, unless you are elon musk just, yeah they just like no the people who are more successful they just manage their motivation levels better and like 
one of the things that it gave was uh, you need to develop a timetable right so a lot of your motivation is lost when you think about what you want what processing what you need to do next and when you think of it you actually waste valuable like motivational energy exactly but, uh, so he said the, the guy in the video suggested that you should have like a day planned out and yes of course it takes a lot of motivation and a lot of um, determination to stick to that schedule as well but once you get into that habit then it won't feel a lot like then it will feel a lot easier than you think so you should start small plan plan that you want to learn this much exactly. but again uh, we'll have to come back to traditional education to that like, traditional education teaches you that discipline right like when we go to school we have to wake up at 7 a.m we have to do the morning assembly then we have to sit for these, these lectures and then you have a break and then a few more lectures and the way you learn over there is you have your peers next to you like you see them competing with you right um, there's a healthy competition there there's rivalry there and um, you and the main thing i feel like is the risk and uh, reward factor right like the rewards over there are right there like you can feel it as soon as you give an answer like when you raise your hand and you give an answer your teacher appreciates it so that the reward is right there whereas exactly. one of the main reasons that people procrastinate is because um, the reward is very very far into the future like try learning a musical instrument on your own at home why is it the most difficult thing because you don't really see the rewards soon and all of us want to see the rewards soon enough like exactly you'll have to practice months and months and months like playing the guitar or a violin and you'll sound like shit the whole time <laughs> so you have to sound even a little bit good you'll have to play it for a year at least right so it's like it's tough and you have to play it you have to play it where someone can hear it and someone can give you a good review exactly. of it like well, what you're doing wrong yeah. where you're going wrong what you should improve yeah. what you yeah. should focus on that is all important yeah. stuff you can't just have an app even if uh, you if you take the example of learning an instrument if you have an app yeah. it will provide you with the feedback but it's not that intuitive sometimes your uh, instructor scolds you he says kya kar rahe and that sticks into your mind it sticks into your mind like very quick so whenever you yeah. do the same thing again you will remember that voice that's not the same yeah. with when you are learning through an app all that all the feedback it will give is the wrong answer and it's not really that uh, that uh, good for you to remember it the next time you do the same mistake yeah agreed the main thing you see is transferring uh, your experience so your teacher who learned this thing right it took him let's say this this much time figuring yes. out things but when he he knows like what mistakes he made and what he could have done better so like he transfers his experience to you so that you can learn it better and faster than he did and i feel like that is the best way to transfer uh, knowledge like from person to person i feel like because i don't know it just feels much more uh, valuable and much more real um I, it's it's I it's, it's there in our genes if we hadn't transferred yeah. education in the early uh, stages of human life we wouldn't yeah. have been here we have been building upon what has already been learned or what has already been yeah. discovered by people before us if everyone yeah. had to start from scratch we'd be nowhere we'd be yeah. still in stone age true but then again um, you can 
say a good things about online education in that sense that you can literally learn from people uh, like professors who teach in Harvard. And uh, right. no disrespect to anyone, but like all the teachers in the world are not necessarily of the same quality, right? So exactly. then you can argue that online education is better. I don't know. It's uh, but then, it's but then the thing is, if you are in a traditional environment. you have a certain restriction on who can teach you and who can like uh how do how they teach you in the online education you can have a, a massive number of choices if you want to learn something you can learn it from youtube if you want you can learn it from coursera if you want you can learn it from somewhere yeah. else but like and what about whatever whatever suits you the best you can do that true true but like again um people like let's say you people like you are very efficient and uh, you guys you will like actually learn but what about the average people who will just go down the rabbit hole of youtube videos and like end up uh, watching you know i don't know how does a giraffe um <laughs> bend its neck like you don't like youtube videos can take you down any sort of path you know like one after yes, the other yes it it does easy. it does so let's say you are learning something really nice uh, of the topic that you are really interested in and all of a sudden some katy perry video pops up into your uh, playlist so it will automatically start playing as the next video so you the entire concentration that you had for like an hour maybe is entirely lost because now you are you are getting something that you don't that is not necessarily helping you i mean there are ways there are ways you can um, you can yeah, avoid true. this but yeah. still it happens i'll uh, give a personal example okay very recently you even know this so in in my company uh, my manager he tells me that there is an opportunity that we are taking an online course like by a certified professional who will teach you um, aws and stuff that's related to it right so that didn't end up happening like the seats were filled or whatever uh, but that was real right that was real uh, if i would have learned that i would have got to work on it so that is the real reward factor right so then right. Um, as motivated you will be to learn aws then that you will actually get to work on it interesting stuff uh, then you know so when you don't have any reward right in front of you to work towards so on that night i watched so many aws videos i watched a lot of stuff i learned a lot of stuff like Uh, the next day that it was supposed to be, and I yeah. didn't procrastinate that day at all. So that is a very um, interesting thing to bring. Even the even the feeling feeling of going there and studying it actually motivated you a lot in actually yeah. preparing for yeah. what comes ahead. Yeah, I think that's really nice. We always we always need like these short term goals, uh, which we work towards, right? Yeah. So uh, there there was a, a lecture. Uh, in my company again like i keep giving examples but there was this guy okay i really respect that guy um, he was supposed to teach us like soft skills for a day and um, okay. he was giving he was making a lot of interesting points where he was like you can't just say that um, i want to learn how to play guitar you'll never learn you need to set a goal like in 3 months i i want to be able to play at least one song and you know you set a date and then still it is difficult to get motivated but at least you have a goal like in 3 months date at the end of the 3 months you want to be able to play a song no matter what and then you have to force yourself to do that exactly and only only if you are that motivated i feel like there should be a, a good balance between traditional and online where the um, real life 
traditional things actually give you the motivation to uh, spend extra time and research online and study from online sources as well as when you do traditional. So it's something that should complement it rather than replace it. Right, but in the current situation, we don't really have a choice. Like you cannot just say that I want to go to school. Yeah. You have to. You have to stay at home. You have to study. And I think it is going to be here for some time. And what happens is, if even if we get through, we will get through COVID pandemic eventually. Yeah. And there will yeah. be a vaccine, and uh, we'll be on our daily schedules. But if something like this happens later on so at that time we will again switch back to uh, the online education so instead of that if we were to consider switching to an online offline pattern like 50% of the things you will learn online and 50% of the things you will learn offline like when you go to school you will do some of those tasks and maybe the homework has to be submitted online itself so i think that could be really useful yeah true like google classroom and stuff like exactly. that exactly and it will also help the schools and the institutions to build their own online presence and have yeah. people use those websites but it brings That's us to the website. next thing like uh, are really online certifications worth it because so yeah. many people so many institutions so many companies are providing these certifications and you at at the end of the day you don't even know if those certificates will really be useful or will they be acknowledged by someone if you like if i want to get a job and if i show them that certificate will they acknowledge it that is a question mm. because there are people uh, i have seen those like if you have if you are doing some course on coursera and if you are getting a certificate for it if you audit and course yeah. you can you will get a certificate for it but what these people do is they go through the videos and then they just search online for uh, the answers of all the quizzes mm. and they will put those answers in and they will call it a day they will get they will get a certificate so even if the mm. certificate is uh, actually there like it is mm. verified by coursera and it is also verified by the institution that was providing that certification like many of the courses on coursera are by harvard many of them are by google many of them are by aws and mm. these courses they even if they are from these good people are they really mm. like uh, will they really tell you that this person has done a certain course obviously you can ask him questions about it questions yeah interviewing them yeah you can interview I guess them they can't really cheat on knowledge right like um, a person who knows what he's talking about what he's doing will be able to identify whether or not you've actually done that in a few seconds but exactly um, what but but that was the whole that was the whole point of the certification if you see someone with a certificate you will know that he is qualified for something so let's say if yeah, i have exactly. 10 certifications and Uh, i can say that they are in a particular domain so i can say that i have 10 certifications in computer science so i am uh, a i am a specialist in computer science that is what i can say but if those certificates are earned using this these improper methods then how do we validate those certificates and so bro that can that can be said about even traditional stuff right like um 
I don't know, like from a reputed institution, yes, there are good people. But a lot of the people who just earn like degrees, engineering degrees in India, like how valuable is that anyway? It's not right. But then, see, if you are earning a degree in engineering, it is hmm. quite necessary that you need to have 75% of attendance. You'll have to agree no, no, with no, that. I mean, Unless you have a good rapport with your teachers. I mean, like, uh, a lot of colleges, they just, you know, they don't care. <laughs> I know colleges, like, where the situations, like, have been really awful. Like, how people get degrees in this country. It's just, like, some people didn't even give their, like, project reviews from some colleges. Like, mm. These are people I know. I don't know about your college. But my college no, is really strict is about these things. This is not from my college, by the way. I'm just saying. Okay. These are just people in, in general. Yeah. Yeah, from, in my college, it was very strict. Exactly. So, uh, that is my whole point. That if you are going to a college, at least you have to like go to at least 20% of the lectures. You have to show your face over there. You have to do the practicals. You have to do the labs. And those are supervised. So... When you're, t- when you're giving the exam, you have to write something from your memory. Even if someone is able to memorize very well, he will pass. No doubt about that. Even if he has no knowledge, he will pass. No doubt about that. But then there is certain things like you have to put in effort to get that degree. You can't just sit at home and get that degree. You know, uh, there's an interesting thing that I would like to bring up. Um, I don't think that people who just memorize things um, like sometimes you may memorize something that you don't understand, okay? Right. Um, but I don't think it goes to waste because a lot of the times we have to do it. Like sometimes we can't just understand the entire thing and we memorize it because exactly. we need to learn these certain yes. things. Like we need to learn databases, we need to learn front end, right? But when you actually put it into practice, you start to remember, oh shit, so this what I learned, it meant this. And then this what I learned, what I had learned, I didn't understand back then. But I remember it and now I, I can see it in practice and I understand what it means. So You're right. Is, You're totally right. This yeah. is, uh, it really happens. Like you read, some, read about something, you don't fully understand it. And when you take it into context, you will mm. understand it more. The but, picture becomes clearer. Yes, exactly. Mm. But these types of things can only come to you if you are actually watching it. Mm. If you're doing it on Coursera and if you're skipping through the videos or you have those videos running and you're watching YouTube on your phone, it's not really going to help. But in a classroom environment, you have to keep your phone away. You have to keep your laptop away and you have to listen to it. You can sleep if you want. I've done that many many times and many students sleep in class even if they are there physically, their mind is somewhere else. But at least if... A, a teacher is teaching for one hour, at least you will remember five minutes of the lecture. Yeah, true. I had someone say this to me, like, when you learn on your own versus when you have, a, like, one hour lecture, that one hour lecture is equivalent to six hours of you studying by yourself. Exactly. Lecture. Yeah. And so if something is, something interesting happens in the class, and that topic, if you if you try to recall, if something really interesting happens in the class, even if even something that was taught and on that day, you will be able to retain it for longer period. True. Just because you associate it, associate the learning with what happened in the class. Mm. So it's it's really a, a 
good moment for everyone, which will not happen in online education, sadly. Yeah. Um, I would like to like bring up a point, um, which is like sure. not necessarily regarding to online education or traditional education. This is what I am bringing up with respect to modern education itself. Not everywhere, not all places, but like in schools and stuff where you see that discipline is an issue. Um, right. We can go back to like our um, roots where we had like Gurukul education. And when you think about it, a student when he came of age uh, in ancient India had to go to a guru's place right, right. when he turned seven or eight years old. And he had to do chores all day long. He had to uh, cut wood and then like, you know, build fire. Now you might argue, okay, what is that teaching him? And then like in the entire day, the guru would sit for five minutes and then give him knowledge. So that by itself didn't teach him anything, but uh, it built his character, it built his discipline, you know, and it built his respect for education. Like you have to work so hard just to get five minutes of education. And, exactly. Uh, what modern education is encouraging is like it is bringing everything to your fingertips. Like it becomes like, yeah, man, I have to learn AWS just with a click, or like I have to learn this, I have to learn that. So it's like people don't really necessarily uh, respect it enough that uh, respect the opportunities of getting educated enough and people don't ex get excited when people say that you know we are going to teach you this in class i just learned that online i can just learn it so it's like that exactly. is an issue i feel like people need to respect education more uh, exactly. and i think i think choice is also a very bad thing that is happening yeah. because if you have uh, 10 choices for something you will spend a lot of time in choosing what's good and what's not and True. instead of concentrating on one single thing, you will skip through these things and it is quite possible that at the end of the day, you will understand nothing after going yeah. through the 10 things. You should stick to one thing and then follow up on the, those things by searching whatever you can't understand. That will be a more better form of of learning than skipping through the things that are available online on a particular topic. And uh, you can, you can even uh, as you give the gave the example of gurukul uh, i remembered karate kid mm -hmm. yeah so instead of yeah. teaching instead of teaching him how to learn he asked uh, mm. the instructor asked him to put on the uh, jacket and then put it up on the pole again yeah so if you remember that scene so mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't really teach him anything but it actually taught him how to learn how to get, mm. how to be respectful, how to be, uh, how to develop your own character. Yeah. That culture I feel like is there when it comes to like um, jobs uh, or it comes to internships, when you are new at a job or you're an intern, they'll make you do all of these chores, right? Um, which will, at, at that time you'll think, hey, why am I doing this? But in, in the same way, it is building your character early on when you learn to respect like what a little good like creative thing you get to do all day versus all the meaningless chores you seem like you're doing but it's like helping you in a way be more disciplined and um, that is that culture is important and i feel like india needs more of that i don't think we are encouraged enough to do it i mean these days it is changing i guess yes with good institutions and stuff it is changing yeah but still you know with uh education being a very important source of income for many people mm. it's quite difficult to actually deliver what we want mm. 
we always uh, think of picking on Indian education, like but uh, being Indians, but I feel like even outside it is not that great if you think about it. Because see, if US was that, if it was really that good, uh, would it really be the country that produced flat earthers? Do you know about this, by the way? Yes, I have read about it. There, there's an actual group of people uh, who call themselves Flat Earth Society. They have events and everything. Yes. And they actually believe that the Earth is flat. They actually do. So there was one guy, uh, I, I think you will be able to tell him, tell him more, tell more about it. So this guy, he tried to get into a rocket and he tried to flee, fly off the ground as if the okay. gravity won't stop him. Uh, have you have you heard okay. about him? No, I have not. I have not heard about this at all. Okay. I'm surprised that I have not heard about this. Even I don't. I don't remember a lot. So I'll find it and I'll put it in the description if you want to see uh, it. There was one YouTube video. On these people, like flat earthers, I just watched a few videos on YouTube, and it was like these people are really convinced that they are right, and like they are smarter than the rest of us. And like if you watch them, like it is not a troll at all. Like, they like you'll find like people in this group who are who think that they're actually very smart, and they're actually smarter than the other people. Like they'll they'll talk about things like you know, no one has ever even escaped the. Earth gravitational force because of these these concepts and stuff like and they just make up these concepts which exactly. do not exist like that. I I don't know how like it doesn't make sense to me. And that, that guy who got like, into the rocket, he actually died because his parachute failed. Like that is. That, you should definitely watch it. Yes. There's a a guy, a physicist, a very famous physicist, Brian Cox, who does a lot of you know podcasts and interviews and stuff. And if you watch him. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there was a podcast that I was watching of his, and like um, the guy who was interviewing him told him about these people, and he actually didn't believe it. Like he actually didn't believe that people like this even exist, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. <laughs> but well, like why would he believe it? Yeah. That was like he is, like, these people are on the next level, and we were talking about exactly. So if you are studying in, if let's say that you are studying English. And someone says that English doesn't exist. So obviously you will be like, "What? I have learned English. I have learned this my entire life. I know how to speak English." And you are saying that English doesn't exist. How does it's it make like, sense? Uh, going and going and telling Ren and Martin, like the authors of that. <laughs> yeah, the like going and telling them that A doesn't come like before B. Like, like that is <laughs> gonna laugh at you. Exactly. So I think that is the situation those physicists would have faced when they heard about it. Like, what what are you talking about? Yeah, these are the same people who are. Uh, but like the thing is, these are the same people who are convincing average people who are very rich to donate money into building things like the um, what is? Why did I forget what it's called? Um, what is it? The the big thing that the, the CERN super colliders. Yeah. Yes. CERN, uh, the institution that built it. Like, imagine how much money it took, and like, imagine how they had to convince these people to donate that money into something they don't even understand. Like, what are they even going to do there? Like, you know, make electrons travel at the speed of uh, almost at the speed of light, and like, 
this yes. huge structure that they have built, like millions of dollars to spend. Just for those electrons, yeah. yes. Those are very big panels and lots of yeah. equipment. Yeah. It's it's very similar to what you will see in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it, it's crazy uh, that they were able to convince these people to give all this money in order to build that. Because if you think about it, there is nothing like in the sense of like business that is tangibly coming out of you know that like you can invest in something else which will yield you much more profit. But then, uh, but then, if you invest one rupee in it today, and if it comes out, if there is some innovation or there is some discovery using those tools that were provided, you will you can get back hundred rupees or maybe even thousand rupees, which is a ten. Tenfold or hundredfold or thousandfold. But I feel like these things, um, even though it will earn your profit, let's say even if a significant amount, it is not built for the reason of uh, earning a profit, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we need to come. We need to continuously evolve, right? We have to continuously give ourselves to new things and take in those new things and use those things. It is very important yeah. for us because if we stick to a certain thing and we see that if it works, let it work, then yeah. it won't be really useful for the entire human race to like evolve. Yeah, hmm. I feel like we've been a bit sidetracked from education. Um, would you like or do you have a topic that we can bring it back and discuss? So one of the things is that uh, I want to bring up is the online certification, yeah. like. Yeah. So many people are providing those certifications, and there is no validity for those certifications. Like even, even a person sitting right next to you might be providing a certification, and he'll just print out a certificate or generate a certificate from Canva, and give it to you mm. with your name on it. Mm. But is it really useful? That is what I want to talk about. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Um, if you get a certificate. It doesn't matter even if you have that certificate. You need to have the knowledge that is related to it. And uh, when you are like let's say hiring someone based on their knowledge regarding a particular subject, yes, uh, initially you can call them up based on their certification. But in the end, you have to interview them by someone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, I would like to stress on by someone who knows what they're talking about because it's like uh, a lot of these people. Don't really know what they're talking about when they are like you know not everyone is an expert, so it's like exactly many of the companies uh, send their HR to take the interviews. Yeah, and yeah. then HR actually take technical interviews. Yeah, happens. And That's what they do is basically they have a, a window open and they will search something randomly. Like they will go to a site like Geek for Geek and they will just ask a question yeah. from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has happened crazy. with me. That that's crazy. That that like the thing is, I I'll tell you something even even crazier. So, uh, like when I was in training uh, with my company, there was this girl who who was in my batch. Okay. Okay. And this girl said that she had uh, like before she got her call to join the company, she was actually working as an HR, uh, conducting interviews and stuff. Okay. So I was surprised. I was like, "You are not even trained as an HR. So, like, how are you qualified to take these interviews?" She's like, "I don't know. I just gave them the interview that uh, can I be an HR recruiter with you guys?" And she's she's a, she's trained as an engineer. And with all due respect to her, 
Like I don't know if she'll listen to this. <laughs> I don't think she was qualified enough to be an HR. Like I don't know. Like it takes. I don't know what skills it takes, but it definitely takes a specific set of skills that you need to learn. Like how to judge a person, you know, exactly personality and stuff like that. And uh, I don't think it's okay to just hire someone to do that job. I feel like the people who are recruiting and the people who are judging these people are very important. But what I think is that. these things like judging a person and also see also trying to predict if this person will stay in the company is not really something that you can learn in a classroom it's that something you need to have hands on experience with. true but which brings me which brings me to another interesting topic yeah. like these experiences like if you are learning uh, marketing you will actually if you are you are in a traditional classroom you will actually try to market something in those exercises that are taken in the classroom like um, he may ask you to market a pen hmm. and uh, that cliche i think ever yes even in uh, the movie rocket thing hmm. the there was one scene where he markets the pen but then how will it transfer to the online education hmm. true like how will yeah, that experience that is, that is a good point that is a good point i feel like a lot of these um, jobs or like a lot of these professions which need you to have um, a very very real life hands on skills uh, how will you learn that online exactly right? like people like um, in the entertainment business or people in hosting business uh, or there are people in the restaurant business you know front of the house stuff like even in the manufacturing business how will you teach someone to manufacture a gear without actually having them manufacture like how, even if i tell you that you need to press press all these buttons you need to attach the gear over here and you have to uh, see that it is moving in the proper direction and mm-hmm. how will i do that in the online form as a form of education if i have no hands on experience yeah that just makes like uh, we are just talking about the importance of having uh, actual lab Like we can go back to even school level where we had like chemistry, um, where we we actually do titrations, right, to bring that precipitate to the proper pink color. Like yes, uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will relate to that. I was really good at that, by the way. I was really good at that, <laughs> like insanely good. And like um, it 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 will be hard. Like you can't just teach that. But like a lot of these sites like Byju's and stuff like that, um, they have. good animations and stuff like that but it seems still that knowledge into your head right so what i think yeah. is if we have a certain kind of online plus offline mix what you could do mm. is you teach something online right you teach something how to do something mm. and then there will be a hands on session uh let's mm. say in the following week or the current week and at that time you will go into the lab you will perform the experiments that were allotted to you and that way you don't really have to uh, like expose yourself too much and at the same time you are getting the benefits of offline education as well mm. so that could be possible yeah especially for school children mm. like it just to me personally it feels like we are moving uh, very very away from the real world and i don't like that one bit yeah, that's like, that's really true mean. that's really true but desperate Desperate situations need desperate measures. Yeah, yeah. In this situation, for sure, for sure. Um, but like, what if 
people start coming up with things like uh, VR practical labs and stuff. It, you know it's going to happen. It's and going to happen, definitely, they'll yes. It, they'll make it good. But I don't know if that same thing, like touching an actual beaker or like an actual microscope, it, it's just not. Exactly. Know. Even if even if there are some solutions where, where I was researching about it, like there are some solutions where they teach you in VR how to operate a certain machine. Okay. That's crazy. That's really crazy. I've also seen like certain VR applications which teach you how to perform surgery. Do you realize that like surgery? You can't. Yes. I don't think you should learn surgery from VR at all. <laughs> you shouldn't. Actually, uh, actually, my uh, one of my friends who is li- who was living with me uh, as my uh, roommate, the company that he works for specializes in this specific domain so one of their projects was to develop a certain application where uh, a doctor will perform a heart surgery in vr so it's a good idea it's definitely good thing to try and implement and in times like covid we have understood the importance of learning things on but uh, it to me it brings the question like are applications like this really necessary? Uh, like, yeah, you could have a combination of where you are doing it in person once a week and you're practicing at home using VR as well. Exactly. But I don't, I don't think you should practice. I just don't think so. But, <laughs> I just think it's a but uh, let's say, see, if you're using VR and if you're training someone using VR, then you have that lesser risk, like, right? So, People tend to break things when, when they are learning. And but if I, I feel like this, 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 has, this has been there, okay. this has been there but in the driving industry for a lot of time. Like many no. of the many of the people, like many of the institutions won't even allow you to enter a car unless and until you have completed their simulator. True. I I did that. I learned from a simulator first. And like it taught me like basic things like how to use a clutch. But then again, when I was using the simulator, the clutch was real. It on my foot. It was not in the um, the the real, right? Exactly. So I don't know if like using a VR scalpel um, is the same thing as holding a real scalpel. It is um, not. It is definitely way. not. But then yeah. you will I have an understanding of. You will have. You might not have an understanding of how it feels and how. You should hold a certain thing. In VR, even if you hold a beaker with your utmost power, it won't break. But in real life, mm. you could break it into your hands and uh, it can cause a lot of damage. Yeah. I guess it is for a basic level of teaching. Okay, But it is not good to practice. Like What I'm trying to say is, you can still show them animated videos of surgery. Those are really good. I've, I've also watched those. So yes. you can teach them animated like uh, you know, at home, where like you are showing them like how the scalpel goes, or it you make an incision on like two millimeters and stuff like that. But I don't think you should actually practice the skill of doing it online, like or VR. Like you should actually do it in person. Like they have skill labs where there are like you know they they use those cadavers. Uh, right. Dead body. Uh, so or like uh, they have like this uh, plastic body part. And stuff, stuff like that field so, so that the risk is low uh, but still actually like doing these things 
the actual skill is very important obviously And let's see 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 you shouldn't go with something you have learned online and put it to use directly right uh, especially in case of medical sciences But, and mechanics but then if you have a certain experience if you know how certain things work and if you know how to operate a certain thing you can go and at least you will have 90% of the knowledge of how these things work and you can you can be more productive from day one if you have certain if you have done it in vr you just have to learn how to do it in the normal life like how to actually handle the things instead of doing it in vr see my argument must be online education like online teaching of this right like i don't think that like, you can't learn skills online or like at the at an initial level be better than like for example we can learn how to play instruments but the issue i have with these applications is that when you are learning to play a guitar and watching a video you are still holding a real guitar in your hand right like right. my issue is if you have a vr application where there is a guitar in the vr and you are using a vr hand to play the guitar i don't know how much of a you you could argue that it, it i don't think I, i don't think any of the vr handheld devices are so precise to track your finger movement yeah they are not but there can be there can be a certain handled instrument which is shaped like a guitar and it doesn't actually make any noise why not just use a guitar why not just use a guitar <laughs> because then it won't break and uh, it will it can give you a better feedback than what your normal guitar will do for you like you can have hmm. an instructor in vr who will continuously talk to you who will guide you through your journey and it can be a, you can gamify almost anything like you are walking into the classroom you sit on the bench and then you start playing it it brings this kind of uh, realness to everything instead of just opening an yeah. app and then uh, getting on but like for it to get to that level like we'll have to do a lot of advancements in vr right like for it to actually be on that level actually we have we quite have achieved that level like it's not yes it's not that intuitive but we are quite there i don't think it is uh, i don't think it is like i am talking about uh, levels where uh, reality and it almost like seems inseparable uh, obviously so it does not level. obviously it does not but, but if you are wearing a vr a quality vr headset it's mm-hmm. you can actually feel that you are there like uh, one of the demos that i experienced was of a roller coaster and when i put on those headphones i actually felt that i am in a roller coaster like mm-hmm. i i actually lost balance for that matter mm-hmm. as i was standing the guy who was giving me the demo he told me to hold the table while doing it because mm-hmm. first the first time you are experiencing it you really think that it's real and it feels quite real even if the yeah. your organs and uh, your body doesn't agree the vr simulates two of your major senses hearing as well as your visual so it feels very real um, yeah no i agree i agree with that for sure like even i have experienced a few things like that and at that time that thing does feel real uh, so yeah i agree with that man the, the the fact that it even tricks your senses is crazy because the only way we should lose balance is if the um, I don't know what that 
liquid is called uh, i feel so stupid so there is like a liquid in your ear canal uh, that is responsible for your balance yes um, and like only if that is impacted is when you lose your sense of balance like your sense of balance is dependent on that liquid right yes so it's like but you can still like visually lose your balance just by thinking about it like your brain is uh, really powerful like and your vision as well yeah. that is perfect so in this case there is a conflict between your different senses your body tells you that you are not moving you are in a single position while your ears and your eyes tell you that you are moving very fast or maybe you are going uh, upside down into a roller coaster hmm. it's quite conflicting hmm. yeah definitely okay. we can discuss stuff like this all a lot <laughs> for a long time yeah we can do we have something else related to education that we can talk about i feel like this has gone on yeah for it's, quite a it's long time. yeah it's yeah. it's actually so i i i enjoy it but it's like for the viewers i guess for the listeners we can um, wrap things up it's it's already in terms of education it's already two folds on what we usually do yeah it was an interesting topic though and we both seem to be in our element today yeah um, i'm not sure if the listeners will agree to that uh, <laughs> we would like to hear feedback from you guys uh, what you think uh, it is very important to us um to know yes. if you are enjoying this yeah even if one of you enjoyed this we would be very happy uh, just like we were last time so you can contact and us we, personally or we'll i'll drop a link down yeah. there where you can give your opinion yeah. and tell us what you like what you don't didn't like and we can improve on that especially what you didn't like yeah we want to know what you didn't like yeah, that's very important and, uh, yeah and uh, we would be very like in terms of education uh, we feel like we covered all the points um if you, like i guess the concluding statement would be that online education as we have known till now pre covid um, where you will learn using tools like coursera and stuff like um, i would be helpful if you can seamlessly integrate it with a good real life discipline right exactly and yes. uh, post covid with zoom calls and stuff like that um it is it is pretty much the same but it doesn't feel real but like we have to you know go ahead with the time and exactly correctly how the situation is we have to yeah in terms of that the online education will keep on uh, being according to the both the first we shouldn't touch off what we originally are you know and uh, lose connection with our roots um, i agree with you traditional education yeah totally so that is the conclusion guys uh, be sure to check out our previous episodes as well and we would love to hear your feedback as we said and chaitanya do you have any concluding statement i think you covered everything abhijit uh, okay so i guess then this is it so we thank you everyone for back with more episodes yeah yes so we are planning to have two episodes every week but it actually we are we are quite Uh, we, I'm working on my internship, and Abhijit is working from home, so it's yeah. quite difficult for us no, right we, now. We'll do more things like this. Yeah, we we, we'll talk, we definitely want to do it. So hmm. we'll definitely keep you updated. So subscribe to the channel on SoundCloud. And one more thing is, please let us know if there are any topics that uh, any of our listeners uh, are interested in. Uh, we would love to know that if you want us to. I'll take any other topics that we uh, we can talk about. Other than Definitely. that, I think we're good. 
Yeah. So okay then. Let's wrap it up for today. Yep. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Yeah.